Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name's Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in in quarantine, quarantine, we and our guest answer a couple of advice questions from a couple of different listeners. Ooh, that sounded good. That was lovely. Oh, thank you to Leah. Actually, we got a ton of people that wrote in. uh, We only have one t-shirt as far as I know. I don't know what the actual... uh, What the actual... Uh, stockpile is at Merch Now. By the way, you can get your t-shirts at MerchNow.com. But uh, t-shirt going out to Leah. Yep, Leah, we love that. We said let's give it a try. You know, we will be trying these taglines, okay? If you send us in something, we're going to give it a try. Yeah. We're going to do it in the opening and see how it feels. I'm wondering if we can be like Comedy Bang Bang, where they have a new tagline every episode submitted by listeners. Ooh, yes. Well, honey, if you submit them, I'll say them. So how's this? You submit an intro, we'll say it, and say your name. Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. That was wild. You guys. Oh, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We have such a fun episode. This I'm so great. excited. I feel like it was one of those episodes Andy and I were both so excited to talk to her, and we just like kept throwing questions that I almost feel like we need a two-parter, okay? Because you've already heard her dulcet tones. Today's guest, the person with whom we are answering relationship questions, is Miss Lacey Mosley, actor, comedian, scam goddess herself, Lacey <laughs> Mosley. You've seen her on shows like Florida Girls, Better Call Saul, and again, her podcast, Scam Goddess, which is all about exposing these scams. Uh, she was on Better Call Saul. She played a sex worker uh, that is hired to go to uh, embarrass Saul's uh, old boss. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm always. I always feel uncomfortable seeing- when people are embarrassed. Like you don't like to watch an embarrassing. Scene. No, I don't like to see my friends in skimpy clothes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I thought she looked great. I love Lacey. I think she's the most gorgeous. I say that a lot in the in the time we're talking. I'm like, you're a queen. You're gorgeous. What are you telling me? Like over and over. I'm yeah. like, ugh, you're gorgeous. She's beautiful. She books. That's the Lacey Mosley story. <laughs> we didn't really know Lacey. She was on the show, the live show, like what a year ago or so, something like that. Right. That, that was the first sign. Uh, we were so enamored of her. <laughs> right. She like she's said, just the she's most very charming. Funny. Just the most charming. We didn't know so her funny. That. And it just feels like. You know, in in Quar, I'm just like, can we? Ju- can I just talk to people who will lift up my spirit, who will lift up my soul? Mm-hmm. And Lacey is it. one of those people. And I just felt like I needed every second. I love to discover the connection you guys had. You'll hear about it when in the app. But I was like, okay, there are layers, there are levels. This is magic. This is meant to be. Now, before we get to Lacey, as always, couple little notes, babies. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST. You know you can find us on Twitch. Yes, we are billed as the only comedy show online. <laughs> the only. I'm going hard in uh, this uh, back half of 2020, Naomi. And I'm saying, you know what? Why not put it out there? 
that we are the greatest show on earth. Oh, of course. Move over, Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. Sorry, circus. Fucking take a hike, elephants. All right? Honestly, See, they need to take a hike. They need to be free. They need to be free. See, and hell, clowns, we are the greatest show on earth, couples therapy. And our Twitch show is the greatest, the only show, the only comedy show that's online. All right? So every, every Wednesday at 2 p.m., come join us. Uh, and the uh, couples therapy quarantine crew for an hour of fun. An hour, I say, it really like I look forward to doing the show because it really helps take my mind off of everything that's going on. Well, it's just fun to have friends. You know, we call it group. We're getting T-shirts made. We've gone all in. <laughs> We're group therapy. We're a baseball team. We're hanging. Come join the fun. It's a very magical hour. Yes. Also, again, in quarantine, we are answering your relationship questions, and I'm gonna tell you hey, for a fact. Hey, you know what? We're answering any kind of questions. That's true. The best way to get those questions, I'm going to tell you what I want. I want you to dial the fuck in. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear the lilt, the crack, the stutter. I need to know where you're coming from emotionally to really dive in on that cue. And so for that to happen, you got to dial in, baby. What's that call-in number, Andy? 323-524-7839. You can always find it online. We will answer any question. <laughs> It doesn't have question. to be relationship. What what, what should you eat for dinner? I'll tell you. Just tell me if you're vegetarian, pescatarian, or ovo-lacto. Well, maybe something juicier. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. You need to give me more. Mm. But anywho, isn't it fun? Are you ready? Yeah, my husband is a Nazi. What should I serve him for dinner? Arsenic. <laughs> Whatever's odorless, colorless poison. Yeah, uh, what's uh <laughs> hey in Breaking Bad, what's that poison he makes? That one. <laughs> Also, antifreeze, that's not that's sweet, right? Yes. You can put that in a punch. Anyway, what <laughs> am I doing? You gotta call in. A I'm giving you free advice. Um, <laughs> hey Naomi, that's you're you're really uh you're really getting on my territory where I, I convince people to poison other people. That's, I know. That's the well, Andy Beckerman solution. I've been inside the house with you for 194 <laughs> days. Of course I've come around to poisons. Anyway, you guys, let's give it up. Get into it for our fun conversation with Lacey. Roll it. Helen Mirren is joining us today. Yes, with my big boobs. <laughs> my large breasticles. Wait, is that a Helen Mirren thing? I don't know. Are their breasts big? Yeah. Y'all ain't seen the titties on Helen. I guess she's too old. I shouldn't be looking at her titties, but she cute. She. Oh, no. Her body is banging. I feel like there was a couple years ago some picture of her on the beach when everyone lost their mind. And I was like, mm -hmm. she's wealthy. Of course her body better be banging. I love that you said a couple years ago, and I really want you to know that that happened during quarantine. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's another one, I swear. We see her on the beach a lot, baby. I Helen is out here in a bikini. Helen's out here with a young be. lover. Yeah. As she should be, because them things is thanging. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is the podcast where we talk about <laughs> Helen Mirren's breasts. <laughs> I thought that was in the original email. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. No, I just, I know I need to stop. She's like, definitely like auntie granny. Do we have any white aunties? I feel like we don't really. I feel like we don't. Who like has that energy? Who has that? Like any white, white women with an auntie energy? I I'm really so. trying to think. I don't think that there are any. <laughs> maybe, maybe there should be an award. Like a, an award show, the white the, auntie. The aunties. The white auntie awards. Okay, and just give them out to the seems. Yeah. But, like, they're all so meh. We, <laughs> you have to find – you got to nominate some <laughs> – anyway, you, you guys are just going off the top of your head. You got to find them. You got to nominate them, the all white right. aunties. Look, anyone listening, think... if you know any white women who have an auntie energy, 
celebrities, yeah, like who, people in the who public has a domain. Pocketbook full of quarters and 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 who has peppermints in their bag? You know, whose bag smells like peppermints at the bottom or like perfume? But like, Why who's not? gonna tell you what to do? Even and you supposed to listen, even though they ain't your mama. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that kind of like get your ass in the house. It's like okay, Auntie Judy Dench. No. <laughs> Not Wait, her. what about Jane Fonda? Eh, maybe. maybe. Maybe, actually, from Grace and Frankie. She is a very bossy, and she loves to tell you about back when she used to um, protest. I mean, she still does, but, like, mm. in her heyday. Maybe Jane I have Fonda. some friends who were on that show, and they said she would also be talking about all the freaky shit she used to do back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, that's big auntie energy. That's true. That's true. Jane Fonda is that. Is this how you tell us you're friends with Lily Tomlin? <laughs> You know my best friend, Lily Tomlin? We go get cocktails every evening. Yes. <laughs> Lacey, thank you for appearing on Couples Therapy. Very much appreciating you coming through in Quar to sit and talk to us. Now, before you started, <laughs> and we were trying to figure out how to make these AirPods work, was there a gentleman caller helping you with your AirPods? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so thank you for having me. Uh, no, just a very good friend. <laughs> oh, okay, just a friend. All right, all right. I heard a male voice, and I said, what, what sort of gentleman would be helping someone with their AirPods, if a not a lover? friend, you smooch. No, we don't. But I love that you're airing me out like this. Um, <laughs> I'm fully being aired out. I didn't know I was coming on here to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm here to expose. We okay? are the, the TMZ of uh, comedy relationship podcast. That's what they call us. That's what they call us. Um, <laughs> Wait, I got a couple questions. Okay. Uh, number one. Well, I've I've drawn a, I I don't know you that well or at all. One might say <laughs> uh-huh. you've been on the show a couple times, uh, so I've drawn a picture in my head of who you are. But uh, and I, I'm curious if that's uh, correct. But the, the, here's the thing: on an episode of Scam Goddess, maybe I'm wrong about this, but uh, you said you went to Pitt. Is that true? Yes, I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. In Pennsylvania. So did he. Yeah. Have we ever talked about this? No, because we barely know each other. <laughs> how wonderful. Someone else who went to Pitt. Now, can you you explain, you explain tell me about Pitt, how it was for you? Because- I'm sure we ran in the same circles. <laughs> also, I'm about 90 years older than you. Right, right, right. But I still just be like the vibe of it, because the way you've described it to me, Pittsburgh was very like, Indie Rocky DIY. Yes, my Pittsburgh. Exactly. So I want to know what Lacey's Pittsburgh was. You know, I wouldn't argue with that from Andy just because it's okay. So Pittsburgh, what my experience was is first of all, I went there as on a scholarship. They offered me a me scholarship. Too. Yes, yes. Come on, Pittsburgh coins, giving it out. out. Okay. <laughs> Pittsburgh gives out the coins. Okay. <laughs> They're hungry. Also, Andrew, can I call you Andy? I just called you Andy like I've been knowing you forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mostly go by ever, Andy. Do you ever go by Andy? Okay, okay. That's mostly what I do. What years ago when I had day jobs, I somehow I was under this kind of weird thought that I at the day job if I went by Andrew then if they ever did a uh a, what is it called Google search yeah not just a Google search but like a background check on me and they did yeah. it by Andrew then they wouldn't see all my comedy stuff which is the dumbest thought <laughs> in the world because they uh, like yeah. and, oh because the other thing is like do you have any nicknames I wouldn't put anything down there so right. I'm like so they're gonna just look for Andrew but there's like how many Andrew Beckermans Right. right. There's a couple. There's right. one who was like a Scottish professor. Right. There's an old baseball player. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. 
And then me, the number one Google search now. So tell me about Pittsburgh. Wait. <laughs> so, yes. so Andy is fine. I get that. I Look, there's not that many Lacey's. There's a Lacey Mosley who sang in Flyleaf, and then there's Lacey Peterson. And it's really fucked right. up, but I was excited when I started appearing before Lacey Peterson on Google oh, search. Oh, me too. I think that that's really good. We need to push like, yes. that down. <laughs> I beat her. No, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Queen. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Queen. Damn, I'm gonna get canceled. We ain't even. We ain't even <laughs> Damn. Uh, it was nice having a career while I had one. Uh, Rest in Peterson. So they won. My whole like, I think that's where I really got into scamming is when I went to Pitt. <laughs> um, I scammed a free semester of college abroad because I worked in the admissions office. I gave tours, and then one summer I started working as, like, a college recruiter. Mm -hmm. And the fun thing about that was, is, like, there were, like, not that many black people at Pitt, and, like, you knew every other black person who was there. Mm -hmm. um, and they all claimed us in this thing called the <laughs> Black Action Society. So it was, mm -hmm. like, the date, BAS. So you showed mm -hmm. up, and you went to um, con, con, what's it called? Convocation. 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 So you go to convocation, which is like this big thing in the arena, and they like indoctrinate you, and they tell you what like your friends this? are gonna rape you. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah, an indoctrination Pitt. in an arena. What is going on? Oh yeah, Pitt was like Scientology. You didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish oh. I was joking. They literally were like, "Yeah," and everyone who's sexually assaulted, it's usually someone you know. So look around, and we we're like, "Oh my what? god!" I mean, it's a true fact, but it was like, "This is grim." I'll like, also right. welcome. Oh. Um, that's the weirdest version of the like look to your left look to your right speech. <laughs> and that's like what your first week right like you're yeah yeah oh jesus so you go to convocation and then when you come out there's like a black lady waiting for all the blacks <laughs> on the stairs <laughs> so andrew andrew i'm pretty sure you probably didn't have this part of your experience no exactly lady. like my experience <laughs> There's a black lady waiting on the stairs, and she starts handing you these flyers, and she's like, "Come, come up to, uh, I can't remember what the place is called, but she's like, come up, come up here, come up here. Uh, we done. <laughs> so we <laughs> done. So, and she had auntie energy, so we did what she said. Cause now was, was like, she oh a student or was she? No, she was a grown ass woman. Okay, okay. So it turns out that this society got their funding based on the numbers. So they have every black person come sign up so uh, they can claim that you're a part of it. Even yes. if you don't go or not, you're in the black action society and then they take that funding. And I was like, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful scam. Um, but when I gave tours at Pitt, I knew there weren't that many black people. But like when we had tour days, we used to have this tour thing called World of Possibilities, which was for black Ooh. people. Yes, yes. I knew just based on the, <laughs> based on the title. That was like, for the brown youth to have hope. You like, couldn't just you visit a college. Now. You got a world of possibilities. <laughs> You know, how, you know how white folks always have possibilities. Y'all got some possibilities now, too. <laughs> So on WAP day, all the black people had to work WAP. <laughs> you all had I just realized it sounds like wet ass pussy. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's my actually yeah. preferred version of WAP: World of Possibilities. Can we do it? Can we do a remix? Call it a World of Possibilities. And a mop. We got a World of Possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> There's degrees in this house. There's degrees, degrees in, this, in house. this house. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So they would be like, it's your time to shine. That's what my manager would say. <laughs> he was like, it's your time to shine, Lacey. <laughs> he was a very problematic Jewish man who I loved so much to this day. Uh, shout out to Marshall. Uh, <laughs> I can Marshall. say that I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so y'all get out there now. <laughs> oh my god. So I would. That's when I first started scamming because we would get black kids who would come in and they were college perspectives, and we would sometimes have to house them. It, so you know, mm-hmm. like a girl would come and stay in your dorm with you overnight or whatever. So I always get the black kids and I would like turn it up for them. I would make <laughs> them think like Pitt was Howard University. I took one of them to an Outcast concert at CMU, and wow. Big Boy was bringing people up on stage, and then they stopped, and I was like, "Big Boy, let us on there," and he did. <laughs> I had this girl thinking she was about to have the blackest experience ever, and then she ended up coming to Pit, and I was like, "Oh, hey, girl." <laughs> Why would we CEOs and corporate hoes? How did you like? What made you want to do that? Like, why did you want them to think it was better than it was? Because I wanted more black people there. <laughs> oh, okay, so you wanted them to come. So you, you were, were like, trying how, to turn yes. you were trying to change Pitt them. into Howard. I was. Okay. <laughs> One black person at a time. Um, <laughs> did that work? No. But it was more fun for me. I got I recruited so many black people who we're still cool to this day. Um, <laughs> they not mad at you? Because I would have been like, what the hell you do to me? They was a little mad. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I saw one and she was like, Lacey. And I was like, oh, girl. So you didn't want to go to the CEOs and corporate hoes party on Frat Row? You didn't want to do that? CEOs and corporate hoes. I was a corporate hoe. (laughs) Wait, what? She's a corporate You never had CEOs and corporate hoes parties? Look at me. What what do you think I was doing at Pitt? I was in an (laughs) indie rock band. I was part of the radio station. 92.1 92.1 WPTS FM. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's it. That's all I did. I played music and I uh, hung out with my friends and girlfriend and went to school. Went to class. I went to school. <laughs> I was like, so he so was. A, he was. I a, went to like. I went to like uh, parties up in Squirrel Hill. I'm not going oh, to frat oh, row bougie. for parties. Uh, v V that's bougie. bougie. Yes. Also, Squirrel Hill is like that. <laughs> Did you take the bus? Did you have a car? I took the bus. Had a car. Who do you think I am? What I don't do you know. You th- was partying in Squirrel Hill. Thank so, you. you know. So you, what were you doing? How were you getting there? What? That's just where like other like people who were like in the music scene and were. But like, like did you of- walk there from your? No, you took the like sixty one A. I think. Yeah, sixty one A, sixty one C. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you real? You bout it? <laughs> <laughs> no. But so he's right about the punk rock kind of vibes too. Yeah. Though. I did theater there, so I did theater in the city. I did theater all over, and that was very like kind of you know black box. I wanted to start doing improv there, but they wouldn't let your bitch do improv. They were like, "Well, you have to study so much before you can do improv here at what? like what was it the pit or I forget what that place was called. Uh, it, oh, it was God. like they had fri- like I I. I looked so down my nose at the <laughs> at improv because oh, in my mind it was just like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, and I was just like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm in an indie rock band. <laughs> uh, you guys are like making up nonsense in the basement of the Cathedral of Learning. The Cathedral of Learning is that what yes. it was called? Yeah. What is yes. going on? I had is- sex in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which floor? Second floor? Are you kidding me? Um, That's where people hooked up, as far as I knew. That's where, like, there was a lot of... The 26th floor, I think? Wait, how big is this cathedral? It's like 5,144 feet tall, and it's got 42 
floors for oh, when wow. she was doing her tours. You, you, yes. You're tour guiding right now. I love <laughs> that you have it. 42 floors. I thought, I thought people hooked up. I think there was just a lot of anonymous gay sex on the second floor. That's hooking up. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, it's too open on the second floor. It was like during the summer, and we like broke into the psychology department. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend. Why there, of all places, to have sex? It was like one of those things that you like checked off of your box. Okay. Like, have you off done your it? box? Lacey, come on. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, this is what? not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lacey, you strike me as someone who keeps a man. Is that true? That's absolutely untrue. Really? See, yeah. Okay, let me, wait. Because you're talking so that about was like your, the, yeah, the image was, you said you had drawn. The image I drew in my head of you was um, either a Southern or Californian Christian woman. Southern or Southern Christian, yes. Yeah. All right. I was yep. right. Yep. Why That's just Baptist. the vibe I get. But where California? Like, oh, I to me, the South and California have the same kind of like laid back vibe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's you're true. not you're not anxious. We are northern. <laughs> We're anxious. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's actually true. why I left New York because I was there for two years. And I, when I tell you, I just became, I'm one of those people who adapts to their surroundings, mm-hmm. but like too much. So when I started living in New York, I just became as aggro as everyone around me. <laughs> and I would be even more aggro than you. Like one time this woman was like bumping me on the train. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was bartending and I thought at first it was an accident. Then I realized she was doing it on purpose. So then Whoa. my first thing, like the first thing I think to do is to pull out my corkscrew from bartending. <laughs> And pull, and pull the little baby knife up and hold it in my hand. Like, was I going to stab this lady with a baby knife? I had to move. I was like, I was, like, wow. I was just scared all the time and anxious. Like. My uh, uh, mouth agape, jaw dropped. I think that's uh, so funny. A baby knife. And because you were like, if she bumped me one more time, I'm about to cut a bitch. Is that what you thought? Well, I just wanted her to see the baby knife so she knew, okay. like, she couldn't fuck with me. Okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I fully did not think about having to stab her with it. Right. And how close I would have to be to get a tiny little knife. <laughs> <laughs> One inch worth of knife. Yeah. You'd have to be kissing her on the mouth in order yeah, to get that. Yeah, it would have to be a very close fight. And the other thing that I did in New York that was uh, where I was really like, I need to move, is um, I was coming up the train platform. And you know how the etiquette is. It's like you go up on the right side. Mm-hmm. And you also, like, if there's a train on the platform, you move so people can catch the yes, train. Because you, yes. you already caught your train. That's so good so, that you learned that, even though you weren't there long. I'm really proud of you. I did. And it actually pisses me off in L.A. Because no one, like, people walk up the escalator yep. and stand on both sides. Mm. I'm like, bitch, that's not move. People can't even walk down the, the street train right. etiquette here is abysmal. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> Very, <laughs> a lot of hot takes here. That's what we bring you here. Okay, so and you're. Yes, listeners. That's a dollar in the L.A. hate jar. Okay. That's true. That's true. We're still keeping it, I guess. It's okay. Now, Everyone who lives here hates it, but we also love it. So it's okay. Yes, we also, we also love, love it. it. No. <laughs> wow, I'm ri- that was not convincing. <laughs> Listeners, no, I'm no, writing no. it down right now. Yeah, write it down. Mark it. Okay, so what happened? So you were doing what you were supposed to do on the platform. Yeah. So this guy comes barreling down the stairs. There's no train on the platform. Mm-hmm. He's like 
right up against me chest to chest like Ooh. pushing me oh, for no reason it wasn't even crowded and so we're face to face and i was like really and he was like yeah really and so oh. as soon as he passed me i donkey kicked him down the stairs you did not yeah i like my back i just Ugh! i just kicked him <laughs> and then and then i was like oh my god what if he finds me i just started running i was like oh. <laughs> But the anger really took over, and I was like, I have to leave. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not this person. It changed I don't want to fight men at the train. <laughs> Wait, okay. So put some pieces together for me then. <laughs> what do you Like, well, Christian, like Southern, where are you from originally? I'm from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Texas, Christian, like Christian, Christian? Yeah, Baptist, went to church all the time as a kid. My grandfather mm. was a deacon. Um, mm. Yeah, like full on. So, and then as I got older, like, now I go on high holidays to church. You know, God know my heart. <laughs> and he know I'm on my couch. Yeah. Um, because I go to, to kind of a scammy church in L.A. I won't say the name because I don't want to be shady towards the church. But it's like, there's a lot of celebrities who go there. There's a VIP section. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, what? the pastor fully plugs his book to pre-order on Amazon before the sermon. Okay, Come like, on. did your reps Come get on. you in? Did your reps get you into this church? Like, how do you just go? I bet you can't just go. No, you can just go, but like I don't know how I get into VIP. I am trying to figure that out. <laughs> VIP, very important parishioner. Okay, yes. you've got to get close with Jesus. Very important pastor. Very yes. ooh, or for this place sounds like a very impious pastor. Wow, impious. Ooh. I was gonna say immoral, but yeah, impious <laughs> is much better. So okay, wait, wait hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very into this church. Yes, no, I want to know more about this church. Now I've like questions on questions. Like, okay, so go ahead. What's no. your question? Well, just tell me more about this church because uh, LA. It seems like the, the like this town infects everything. Right, like you can't the industry go, right. infects. You everything. can't go to like church without the, like I can't go to Trader Joe's without being like, is that a showrunner that I should impress? <laughs> by no, the literally, lemons? that's happened right. to me at a Trader oh, Joe's. God. I ran into Kenya Barris at a Trader Joe's. Oh, my it was, God. It was right after I had just met with his company, and he was right in front of me in line. So I was like, you're Kenya, right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, I just met with Annie so-and-so. And he was like, oh, where? And we started talking. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. And then you booked gotta it. Always got to be ready. And then you booked <laughs> it. Well, I feel like every time I see you, you're ready to book, honey, because you're always giving me a flawless skin. You're always giving me a Colgate oh. smile. I said, always be booking the Lacey Mosley story. Thank now you. This is coming from the woman whose hair is always laid. I see it's even in it's all I've it hasn't got. Stopped you. Well, honey, this is my. I came back after six months. I'm back, but it's all I've got. It's the only thing I really can can do something about. Everything else is too much work, you know, like exercising and eating right. Oh, so God, I'd rather just do my hair. Anyway, let's go back to this church. How'd you find this church? So I found this church because my old roommate was going there, and she was like, oh, you should come with me to this church. And she calls herself an actress. Um, you know there's a lot of people in L.A. Acting is one of those things where it's like, you ain't got to have no credentials to say right. you're an actor. It's not like if you're a doctor, people will be like, where'd you do your residency? Or like, where'd right. you blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to have proof. Right. As an actor, you can just say you're an actor and literally never act a day in your life. Wait, hold um, on a second. What, what, would, what irks you guys more? Because I'm irked when someone on Twitter puts the word comedian in their bio. And they're like uh, a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I hate that way more. Like, I'm that, really not into, yeah. That irks me more than like. I'm not into like, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I really bristle at people calling themselves comedians when it's like you had a viral tweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That I really don't like at all. It's just like, get out of here. I, I, I don't 
almost let you be a quote unquote humorist. Okay. Like I'd almost allow that. <laughs> but Dave Barry is okay. Exactly. Like humorist. you could be like, I wrote, I wrote a funny essay this one time, but I'm not a comedian. It ins- I just feel like I put too much time in and I understand we all on our journey and I should not be impacted by someone else's label. I should. No, you're I- right. And yet, it, I bristle. I bristle. Ah, <laughs> listeners <laughs> are getting a real look into our petty resentments, aren't they? I'm so tired today. No, I can't even pretend. It's real because you do spend so many years and so much time. I remember the first time I ran into you, Naomi, it was in New York at a bar I was working at called Karma. And I think you were doing stand up. Oh, my goodness. You worked Wait, at Karma Lounge? You worked at the, I did. the hookah bar? Yes, I was a hookah hoe. And let me tell you, <laughs> that was another reason I needed to leave motherfucking New York. I don't know who I was in New York or who I thought I was. That bar was wretched as hell. It we were was. trying to get everybody's tab up to $40 so we could charge them $8 gratuity. <laughs> I got a burn from a cigarette on my wrist. Oh, my God. And the guy was like, because, you know, you can smoke cigarettes in there. The mm-hmm. guy's like waving his hands around, yeah. bursting with this fucking cigarette. My little 21-year-old ass talking about, well, I grabbed one of the bouncers. I was like, get his ass out of here. He's like, no, no, please. Please, please don't do anything. And I was like, open your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Took all of his cash. See, I love New York. See, that's what I like, though. In New York, you can literally just be like, give me your money. Because you done made me mad. And it's like all love. You could do that yeah. in LA. I love that level of No, rage. you cannot do that in LA. But in New York, you fully can, and it's wonderful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. But okay, you worked Wait, at for, Karma. For the listener, yeah. Karma Lounge, you ran a show in the basement of this hookah bar in the East Village. Yes, our show was called Coyote Average. <laughs> um, and it was just like a regular stand-up show. And we... And it was always one of those things. It's, okay, remember, the basement of the hookah bars where the show was, right? It had, like, little baby chairs. Like, mm-hmm. chairs for kindergartners. <laughs> and, like, that big-ass 300-pound man would sit in and suck on hookahs. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, pillows, you know, along the side and um, the benches where I was like, I never sat there because I was like, I don't think it's ever been cleaned. Oh, you, you know, this fabric. We did no. foot fetish parties on Tuesdays. You, what? They did? Mm-hmm. I used to I bartend did. them. <laughs> Do they t- Wait, what's a foot fetish party? I mean, I know what a foot fetish is, but what's the party that... Uh... So, foot fetish parties where they have the, the ladies of the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They come, and then they have guys who want to partake, and women or whoever, and they go downstairs in that same place that you would host your comedy show, <laughs> and they will put up these little kind of... Um, stations where oh. the curtain will close if you wanted to pay for some actual foot foot freaky. Oh, wow. You could go with one of those and get your foot freak on. But everybody else would just be out with their toes out and, you know, okay. I would be serving Long Island iced teas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a... Oh God, I love it. Wait, when I you say it. behind the curtain, are you talking about, like, 26th floor action? <laughs> or... Maybe. I don't know what they was doing back there. Sometimes it would look very active. And, you know, I was just trying to get my tips. <laughs> Did they at least tip well, the foot fetish yeah. crew? Oh, the good. foot people tipped nice. They, okay. they were nice. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's very Footwork good. Footwork was paying. Did you? That was before OnlyFans. You had to get out <laughs> on the streets. You had to get out there. You just had to get out there. Now, what is your, like, what is your dating life like? I mean, are you do you do you like to date? You know, we're going to be answering people's relationship questions. I just kind of like to know where you're coming from. How do you feel about taking lovers, faking lovers, <laughs> making lovers, shaking lovers, shaking lovers, shaking lovers? Um, I used to not 
for many years, I'd say maybe like seven years, I wasn't really dating. Um, mm. And I didn't know that I was emotionally unavailable until my mom told me. And I was like, what are you? Because <laughs> my oh, mom wow. came with <laughs> She came with me to some rap party for a TV show, and um, we had a great time. And then afterwards, I was like, Mom, you know, I think I'm really ready to date, but it's just so hard. I don't know where to meet people. She was like, you don't want to date. And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, I literally was at a party with you where I watched several men come up and flirt with you, and all you did was talk about work. And I was like, they were flirting? I was like, I thought that was a work party. You're just supposed to talk about work at the workplace. (laughs) And my mom was like, when you're single, you're looking for somebody everywhere you go. And I was like, what? For real? (laughs) I had no idea. So now I'm like, eyes open. I'm like, okay, Okay. maybe this guy. I'm like, maybe the guy who does my self-tapes. Maybe maybe this guy. (laughs) Well, if he does your self-tapes, that's good. Because then if you get together, you can get that for free. You know what I'm saying? That's really good. We got to enrich each other's lives. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> oh. I helped Naomi with her voiceovers. I mean, you're always taping. I feel like in quarantine, you have really been put to work. Mm-hmm. I literally had some gig where I go, you know what? If you want me to do this at home, you got to put Andy on payroll because I've been through this enough. You know what I mean? Like, yes. now I'm pushing for it. I'm like, his ass is a DP at this point. DP, gaffer, <laughs> best boy. Set dressing and crafty. shit. Crafty. Crafty. I'm like, make me a bagel. Andrew running a fabulous production, just like he <laughs> runs a tight ship from you runs house. A t- He really runs a tight ship. But okay, so now you're trying to like be more open. Wait, were you dating? So you were dating? Sorry, <laughs> we both can't get enough. Lacey, no, no. we can't get enough. In my because <laughs> the the thing that like uh, uh, in my head like smashes against each other. It's the Christian and also hooking up. Those two don't. They're not uh, mutually exclusive. Right. Okay. I mean, right. Listen. Church folks, okay, church is for the sinners, honey. And they all up in there. They all up in there sinting, okay? So, <laughs> you know, we do our, our repenting and we do our sinting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, so you, uh, okay, okay, that solved yeah, that. You can be a virgin whenever you want. I actually am selling V-cards on my Instagram. I don't know if y'all saw. Uh, virginity rocks, you pay me $40, I mail you a V-card. You have oh, virginity my- right on back. Oh, I love it. That's not even a scam. That's just a gift. I just really appreciate that. You get it back. Are you okay? So, wait. Are you okay with getting scammed? Yes. Why? I thought so. If it's good. Like, if it's good and I'm like, damn, that was like a, okay. Like, I was uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you ever saw this black lady. I don't know if she was around in your time, Andrew, but there used to be a black woman who would be on Forbes Avenue. And she would come up to you and she would say, hey, I need some money for gas because yes. my, oh, oh she, she, an enterprising <laughs> queen. Um, <laughs> when I tell you this was her J-O-B and I loved it, um, she would be like, my mom's in the hospital. She had a heart attack. I got to get my kids from daycare, this whole thing. Right. And I went to the ATM and got her some cash out of my Ooh, little bank wow. account. Child. And then I found out she was scamming people. And I was like, you know, good for her because... <laughs> She had production value. She was okay. giving me emotion. Yes. And then think about it. She's got to do that show at least 12 times a day. You know, that's right. exhausting. To make it make sense, right? To make mm-hmm. it financially valuable. Mm-hmm. That is so, so I love fun. It. And she's been doing that for years, obviously. If anyone gets anything over on me, I'm furious. Yeah. <laughs> I, the idea of being hustled is like my big... It's one of my fears. Like, I don't like it. You know, I don't trust people naturally. So, like, it was funny. The last time that happened was when me and my mother 
that was what last summer when we were in Paris, remember? And and these children came up, and it's like this is the thing though, Lacey. I grew up in Harlem. I know you're crazy. That's just how I operate in the world. If I see you and I don't know you, you're crazy. <laughs> and so literally, we're like walking, and we're by like one of the museums, so very touristy. And these children come up, and they speak in French, and I just said no, and just kept walking. And then they have like a um like what looks like a petition or something. And so, and my mother stops and my mother goes to sign a petition. I said, girl. And then they like wouldn't let her keep walking. And we're basically saying like, give us money. And it was just like, and then my mother was like, what? No, and I was like, ma, this why when I say no, you got to follow me. You got to come walk with me. And then, <laughs> then she just, you know, gave him like whatever like Euro coin she had. And then she was like, I'm so mad at myself. I was like, ma. You raised me. How were you not focused? Just because it's Europe don't mean it ain't shady. You know what I mean? Like, she thought they're French, they're fancy. That's oh, what she thought. And I was so like, no. sweet. She's me off her game. Mom, I'm your mom, and you're my <laughs> mom. Because my mom is the same way. The first time I went to New York when I was 12, we were walking down on the street. And, you know, I'm looking up at the buildings, and I'm like, in New York. <laughs> And I just remember my mom like slapping my shoulder or something and be like, stop looking around. You won't get us robbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'm very much your mom. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Like, yeah, you can never look like you're not from there. But that was right. like really hard, too, when I was in Australia, because it's like they knew my black ass wasn't from there. And so that always kind of had a little mark on me. I had to really look alive, you know, because I was like, they know I'm not from here. Anything could happen to me. I can was you always do an worried. Australian accent? Not at all. Not at I can, all. I could say laser disc. I don't know laser how far that would get me. <laughs> or like, they'd be like, hey, how you going? I can do how you going, which is about it. And I can't say anything else. Wait, I want to pitch a character. It's someone who can on, who only speaks uh, an Australian accent when they uh, talk about outdated technology. Okay. So, <laughs> so laser disc. Betamax. Betamax. Try Betamax, Lazy. Betamax. That's good. Oh, yes. Maybe that's my niche. I just get it. I get there. I, I only say these things. Uh, good luck. Gramophone. VHS. VHS. Oh, yeah. VHS is outdated. That's an outdated technology. You're very good at that, Naomi. This might be your new bag. Wow. Thank you so much. Get us on Comedy Bang Bang. You need to do this character. <laughs> this character, which is three words. No, it's all outdated technology. Put it in your Instagram. Put it in your Twitter bio now. Character. <laughs> character actor. Impressionist. Character Impressionist. Actor. There you go. Impressionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lacey, remember when I had to text you after Chadwick died because I was so sad and lonely and needed black love in my life? Yes, I do. Thank you for and that. that. Was like, thank, thank you for you showing for up for me for that because I know that was out of left field and I really put a lot on you, but I really needed it in that moment and you really stepped up and I... Value. No, I I loved it. I was glad I could be there for another black person because I was actually really going through it myself too. Uh, why was that? It, it's it was so goddamn sad. It like it's still baffling to me. But I was just like, can't black people have nice things? Exactly. Like, like exactly. how you gonna take away one of the best things? Thank you. And he was such a good person. I, I only met him once, and I didn't really even meet him. It was like he I was leaving UCB after doing a show and he was standing on Franklin. He was standing out in the bushes or whatever, talking to a friend. What was he, he was standing in the bushes sometimes. doing? I don't know, child. Well, like not in the bushes, but in front of the bushes. <laughs> OK, he was in front so of the he bushes. He was in the bushes. <laughs> I was like, Chadwick, are you hiding from the paparazzi? Um, OK, Casual. So he, just, 
he had gone to the show? I think so. Or oh, a okay. show. He yeah. would be around. Friends would see him sometimes. Like One of my homegirls would always text me when she saw him. Because we didn't know he got married. Because obviously that was a secret too. So she was yes. like, girl, come to the Black Cat Chadwick over here, girl. It's your time. <laughs> like, it's your you time. <laughs> she would always text me like, it's your time. Um, <laughs> so this is the first time I saw him. And I was like, ooh, it's my time. <laughs> But he was talking to a friend, and obviously when you recognize someone, they can see that you recognize them, like, on your face. Yeah. And I saw him kind of gear up to get ready to do, like, you know, all right, Wakanda forever, and (laughs) take this goddamn picture, you know. Like, I could see it all happening. And I just smiled at him, and I gave him, like, the, what's up? Like, the black people head nod, and he was like, yo, what's up? And I just kept walking. I was like, you know, I'm not going to bother this king. My mom said, if you want to be a star, you can't be a groupie. Yes, honey. Yes. See, I, I'm very into your mother. Yes. She she might have to be my person. You're going to have to give me she her would number. Like would she? That's good. Because my mom doesn't like me. So I could use someone's mother. <laughs> oh, God. I could use any mother, really. Just any no, black mother's approval. But I agree. When I saw one of the dudes from Succession in uh, Gelson's, I just <laughs> walked right past. But it's true. It's like, that's like why I'm like, I don't get really fan girly around because i'm like no i want you to see me as like a peer yes, no i get the peer. same thing i want to be like, very much like hello we are colleagues yeah when we were at comic-con there was like a writer i saw and you were like oh you should go up and talk to him i'm like no uh when he sees me we're gonna be peers yes not, i'm not gonna come yeah you can't be a, like comic-con as a fan yeah you can be comic-con sign my comic book And it took me a while to learn that. Because I feel like in L.A., everyone is always kind of just listing their resume for you to try to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm worthy of your time. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was very much like that when I was younger. Because I just like, you know, I didn't know what to do. It just felt, and I met so many people like that, that I was like, is this what everybody does? I guess I'll do this too. Um, But I remember I once was at, um, I can't remember the nightclub, but this person who's pretty famous was just like hanging out with us. And then he was like, Come get in this Uber. And I was like, okay. Mind you, I don't know why. I was on a, a crazy whim, and I've never done this before, but yeah. I went to this nightclub alone. Wow. That's huge. I had gone on a date, and it was bad. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel like going home yet. So yeah. then I went to this nightclub alone. I don't, I've never done that before in my life. I'll never do it again. But then he was, <laughs> like, he was like, come on, get in the Uber. And I was like, okay. So then I ended up going to this party. With all, it was like, so weird but the whole time no one talked about work and the right. one time i did it was like awkward and i was like oh right. i won't do this okay I don't right <laughs> by the way you could have said any name for the nightclub and we would have like nodded our heads because i could not name a single nightclub in this city or tenants of the trees that's any city i've heard that name before but when she said nightclub i thought oh how young you know like when i hear nightclub because <laughs> i'm like because i realize you and i've been together 10 years i've maybe gone out in my er- like earlier in our dating when we didn't live together, I would go out with people maybe, but like what have I done since we moved here? I went to EPLP maybe like twice, which isn't even like it's just like it's more of like a scene where like a cocktail's twenty dollars. But I right. did that twice and was like, oh, I'm too old for this. I was very Murtal. I couldn't really relax. I don't Ooh. do it a lot because of colorism. I'm a dark-skinned black woman, yes. and, like, yeah. they just don't see value in us. And so I don't yeah. want to go stand in somebody's line. You know what I mean? If I'm not walking Are you telling the door, me this when you're the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen? Is this oh, happening so to you? Is this happening yeah. to you, Lacey? God oh, damn my God, it. my whole life. God damn yeah. it. 
I, it's hard to even. You know how wild it is to have your first thought when you meet a black man be, oh, I wonder if he likes black women. Uh huh. <laughs> and it is literally my first thought. I'm like, oh man, I hope he likes the blacks. Like, I know. Because it's just like LA has such a big culture of self hatred yeah. when it comes to black women, especially. So, like, I don't do a lot. I don't, I've never really been into nightclubs like that. It was just like yeah. when my friends were in town. Yeah. Which reminds me, nightclubs I've now paired with like improv scenes or other like group communities because they're like that. Like nightclubs, the same people go to the same pop and mm. nightclubs. Usually the same like group owns mm-hmm. a bunch of nightclubs and then they'll like remodel them every so often to get them popping again. And it's the same people going all the time. And they have this like functional, dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> and I have girlfriends who still to this day, and some of them are like, probably like early 30s are going to the nightclubs often because it's a strategy to meet like rich men athletes Mm. stuff like that and they taught me stuff like when they go into the (laughs) nightclub it's dark they put their phones on full brightness Uh and then they hold it up to their face even though they're not actually looking at anything so that people can see that they're pretty wow (laughs) to draw attention in the jungle this yes. is very amazing. Do they do uh, in the line on the way in? Do they do zip zap zop to warm up? <laughs> You've got to warm up. You have to warm up. You got to warm true. up. You do. Stretch. <laughs> I remember though. I hate. I hate being in places that are loud. Again, I'm very yes. old. I don't understand how you even ha- like. I mean, I've done it. I just can't remember like what it is to like be at a loud ass bar, but trying to be cute. You know what I mean? Like I'm right. trying to flirt with you, but I'm yelling in your good ear. I, it's like it can never <laughs> really happen. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing after this? And it's like, no. Is that that's what you exactly ask? what's happening, though. But that's what's happening. Yes. I, and then I used to do it in college, not to that extent, because I never wanted to meet a man in a nightclub. I don't think that mm-hmm. my person would be in a nightclub buying bottles. <laughs> it's just not the kind of man I would want to be with. Where are you um, going? However, 80s night at the Beehive? <laughs> What's the beehive? It was like a coffee shop, movie house, and then like <laughs> it was a bar, and they'd have like a dance night. Oh, that's sweet. 80s mm-hmm. night at the beehive. Oh, Pittsburgh's cute. It's adorable. Although you're- <laughs> yeah, no, I, would, I would go nightclubbing with athletes and like like the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl. We used to hang out with them all the time. And they what? All the time? <laughs> you hung out with the Seattle Seahawks all the time? <laughs> Lacey! Okay, not all the time, but like we three different multiple. cities at least, yes. multiple yeah. cities, um, and then a couple cities twice. So like Vegas twice, and then Miami and L.A. And where did we originally meet them? I don't remember, but it was like right. It was like Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. I don't care if they. No. <laughs> right. You guys um, just hang. It was the weirdest thing. So my girlfriends are like super beautiful from college. They're like gorgeous girls. And like most, some of them are fair and you know how that goes. Like if you're light skin and you know, soft hair, whatever. So I'm just being there being cute. And the great thing about being dark skin at that point was I was largely ignored, which meant that I could go have free food, free drinks, free hotels, sometimes flights, and no one would pressure me to have sex with them. And nobody would. And I'd just be like, mm, 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 just having a good time. And not to say that they pressured anyone. They didn't. They were actually really really wonderful they just wanted to be around young people their age it was cool um but yeah so Lacey what is this life you're living I know this is what I'm saying and this is why I'm like this is why in my head like Lacey keeps a man Lacey's about town she's booking she's dating she's hanging with the Seahawks 
I don't I don't know how to date. I mean, I've learned now. I know how to go on a good date. My parents actually made me. Oh, my God. Is my life insane? Um, <laughs> <laughs> every time I say something, I'm like, OK. Um, my parents made me date this guy in high school. What do you mean? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and now that I think back on this, I'm like, Mom, you fucking, you should have did this shit. Um, so my mom was the boss of this woman at the time, and her son and I were, like, close in age. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, oh, your son should take my daughter out on a date. And, so, and this was, she was saying this to her employee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, and she works in HR. Um, she's going to beat my ass. Uh, so my mom was like, oh, you should, they were friends though. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. she was like, oh, you should take my daughter, you should have him take my daughter out. And so then my mom comes home and she's like, hey, you're going on a date with this guy so that you can learn how to be treated like a lady. Okay. <laughs> okay. How old were you? I was 16. Okay. I hadn't, I was about to be 17. I hadn't gone on, and I graduated high school when I was 17. So I hadn't gone on Me any too. dates. Me too. Yes, yes. go ahead. <laughs> so I hadn't gone on any dates. And so she was like, you got to know, like, how these men are supposed to treat you. So I went on this date. He opened all the corridors. He walked on the outside of the street. He pulled mm-hmm. out my chair. He paid for everything. Like, it was very, you know, like, very proper mm-hmm. 1950s. Yeah, a nice southern <laughs> gentleman. He was a good southern yeah. boy. So then it was like, okay, I know what dates should be like. It's not, I don't expect, you don't have to like lay your jacket on a fucking puddle, but <laughs> but I know what's what means you're into me and what means you're not. And right. fortunately, I have a really good gauge on people and I can tell when they're interested and when they're not. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, Ugh, if you're not, I can't even pretend. And sometimes right. I wish I had pretended because we were having fun. <laughs> but I was like, this ain't going nowhere. I gotta go. <laughs> And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But I always tell women and men, if the person isn't into you, then you're not into them because you can't like somebody who doesn't like you. Like that should be the first thing that you have in common is how much you both love you. So (laughs) if that's not there, it's not rejection. But what if you don't like yourself? See, this is where it gets tricky, Lacey. You know, if you get low self-esteem, you'll end up in a relationship. Not you, honey. Present company excluded. <laughs> but about, you know what I mean? Like, because I'd be like, he doesn't like me. You know what? He's probably right. This is why my teens and 20s were dangerous. Uh-huh. You know, it was a dark time. Right. Because I was like not, I didn't realize that it was supposed to be not hard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be difficult. And like, men are so, you know, like, men don't want relationships so you have to just like wait for them to want one you right, know what i mean trap them. Yes. you thought it was like supposed to be like scandal like you were olivia pope and you were exactly. like no fits exactly we have <laughs> he was not supposed to have eyebrows and he was supposed to be married that's what i thought true love was <laughs> and now you have someone who worships the ground you walk on and has such good eyebrows <laughs> really good eyebrows <laughs> yes full. he's also got great lashes honey like a goddamn baby they deer. are really they're full. Uh, I They're always full. get mad when men have them because I'm Me. like, you don't even need that. Thank give them all. Give them here. I know. He's like a goddamn coquette. He's I, walking around with these fucking big eyes. I said, what are you doing? I need those lashes. <laughs> to, to do what? Because I want to look like Betty Boop. <laughs> Wait, are we going to get to questions or are we just oh, going to talk yeah. to Lacey? Because no, I feel like will. Lacey has to go. No, I'm sorry. Yes, but we, we like will. literally Let's... just kept asking her about herself. One, one more question, then we'll take a break. <laughs> what's, what's your longest relationship? 
My longest relationship, actually the only relationship I've ever had in my life, was two years, and it was in college. Mm. That's a good time, two years. That's a good clip. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think he just graduated from Harvard Business School, so maybe I should call him again. (laughs) (laughs) No. You want to do an episode of Scam Goddess about, like, the Ivy Leagues. There is like Ooh, there's yeah. very there's few bigger scams than like Harvard. If the same school that churned out George W. Bush, if that it, you can't say like yeah we're a great institute and then we chur- churned out this fucking like dipshit murderer, right? You can't <laughs> you can't do that. Hey, that- that's president dipshit murderer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's and about the paints, so we like him now because he's basically Bob Ross. <laughs> And you find out Bob You know Ross. Trump's bad when I'm looking at yeah. Bush like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. When you saw like Mich- that picture with Michelle Obama hugged him and you're like, you know what? I get it. You right. know, because Trump had just broken us down that you were like, maybe I would hug George Bush. Anyway, I we have to take him. a break. What are you guys, Ellen? We're going to take a break <laughs> and answer some questions right quick with Lacey Bosch. Hey, y'all, breaking into the show very quickly to just give you three pieces of information. If you would like to support the show, there are a couple different ways. One of them is our Patreon. Now, Naomi, I love doing this. We uh, we just get to, like, sit on the couch and, like, really dig in to uh, our feelings. We dig into our feelings. We dig into our lives. We are really mining our love for content. Yeah. If you're into that, you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. And for $5, you get two bonus episodes a month and tons more bonus content. The other way you can help us out is buy a little merch. We've got awesome t-shirts, don't we, Andy? Hey, look, you know me. You know, in my little uh, indie rock heart, all I ever wanted was cool t-shirts. And we finally got them. Now we got them. We got them. We got the the cool new design uh, of the logo. And we've got uh, Gotta Miss a Bitch t-shirts. Yes, indeed. And now, if you want to help us out without spending a dime, you know what you can do? Rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Honey, that don't cost no money. Take you two minutes. And it really does help us out. Yeah, if you go to Apple Podcasts and do that, it's uh, it's actually a huge help to subscribe to the show and rate right. and review it. So yeah, and obviously review it positively. Oh sure. Okay, yeah. like I'm not asking for like serious feedback. <laughs> so if you could just you know like be supportive, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have voids inside us. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah endless yeah. voids that need positive reinforcement. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now let's fill that void by getting back to the show. And we're back with the scam goddess herself. Yeah, we got a bunch of questions. I always like to start off with a little bit of a softball. This is just a this person uh, wrote us Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't think they wanted it to be. I don't think they knew that we answered advice questions. They just wrote us and I go, hey, do you want to be anonymous? And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) They just asked us? Okay, fine. So, but I I think this is kind of a softball. Hey, what do you think of men who say they want to be the one with more power in the romantic relationship? What? What do you think of men who say they want to be the one with more power in in a romantic relationship? It's weird. I don't, I'm not, uh, (laughs) I'm personally not a fan. I I hate power dynamics. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone should be. I'm a socialist. I think everyone I should be equal. I know Even. you are. You're a romantic <laughs> some, socialist as yes. well. Some men like 
having control in a way that is all all of it's toxic like if you ever want to have control over someone and their agency but for some reason that is a huge subset of the modern population still like men want cheerleaders and women who are just like laying next to them every day like your ideas are great baby (laughs) like and you can always tell who those men are because they're always doing dumb shit like terry (laughs) cruz like terry cruz dumb black ass (laughs) hop on the internet and do some dumb shit every other day so i know his wife is just like oh terry you're you not doing watching no more porn, is you? Ooh, like, <laughs> men, a lot of men like that. That's what they're raised. Yeah. That's what they saw. Um, unfortunately, I, I hope that person has money because if you broke, you definitely can't be having no power over me now. Maybe you got a G5. Then I'll be like, yes, daddy. I'll clean the aeroplane. <laughs> the aeroplane. I think, the, but there, I also think other, there are also people who like, who like when men have, when they do have power control, cause they want that feeling of being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, I want, I want, I want to feel like almost like it's like, almost like you're my parent for lack of a better term. Do you know what I mean? Like in a weird way when it's like, in essence to me, so many times women are taught to want a daddy basically. You know what I mean? Like a guy yeah. who's like, he's going to take care of you and he's going to pay the bills and you're going to have everything you need. And it's like, well, what about me getting paying my own damn bills? Right. You know, and control is conflated with care so often yes. because you're like, oh, my man won't let me do this because he cares about me. He won't let me. And it's like, <laughs> so you're thinking like, oh, this man cares so much about what I do and how I right. live because he right. loves me. No, <laughs> I love when you give me a touch of Jack A. That's fun. <laughs> that I in my head, I was like, why do I think I'm in two two seven right now? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mary. Uh, <laughs> wait, uh, both of you guys, uh, what's uh, the usual, I mean, outside of me, Naomi, who I, I feel like we're a fairly egalitarian yeah. relationship. Uh, are, are, you, are you guys, who who is like, the, what's the power dynamic usually in your relationships? Like you and your past ones and Lacey, you and whatever relationships you're in currently. Unfortunately, it's always, I tend to date betas. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a really strong alpha and I feel <laughs> like I should be dating an alpha. And that's, and the reason I'm not doing that is because I'm not ready to like fully commit to uh-huh. that. Cause my parents are both two alphas and they're fucking crazy, and, <laughs> but, it, but it works. Cause they meet each other like boom, boom, boom. Like in the middle, they, they mm-hmm. stand up against each other and it's just, it's, it's insane, but it works. Um, but I date people where I'm like, my idea would do what I want. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or like, I'm not doing what you say. No. <laughs> what are we in And so I think. No, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say that I don't, I've never wanted to control anybody that I was in a relationship with, but I certainly never wanted to be in a relationship where I felt like I was challenged. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you know this. I'm glad you know this. Very proud of you. What are we, Naomi? A gamma and a delta? Yeah, a gamma and a, an alpha and an omega. Uh, yes, we are the <laughs> the beginning and the end, are we not? Uh, okay, so that 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 just we just warmed up with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, okay, this one uh, comes to us. I think. Let me. Sorry, let me find this. This one comes to us uh, from uh, Gmail. Uh, now, oh, of yeah. course, we take. DMs, uh, EMs, mm. emails, and, <laughs> but we do love voicemails. <laughs> Uh, and you can call three two three five two four seven eight three nine and leave a voicemail for us. 
Uh, so, uh, Sarah writes, Hi, Naomi and Andy. I have a relationship question about my sibling. My sister and I are one and a half years apart in age, both mid-20s, and on good terms and message each other or talk almost every day. Well, at least before this incident. Oh, my God. The mm. tension. The tension. During the past few weeks or so, she has been sharing a lot of conspiracy theory posts on her Instagram stories. Yesterday, she shared an anti-vax post in her story and wrote, swipe left. The post shared a bunch of anti-vax beliefs on the first slide. Uh, then when you swipe left, it has someone singing no, 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 no in a silly voice. Now, when I see no, 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 I just think of dream girls. Um, I think of get out. <laughs> Uh, the caption was something like, when someone asked me if I'm getting a corona vaccine. And the response was, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Okay, okay. No, 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 no way. <laughs> oh, my god. Uh, I messaged her saying, please stop posting conspiracy nonsense and now anti-vax stuff. Her response was, WTF, block me if you have an issue. It's about the swipe being funny. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, that's a funny response. It uh, is. She's. I'm a comedian. Look at my bio. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't tell you what to think, say or feel. So don't tell me anything. I don't tell you what to think, say or feel. So don't tell me anything, please and thank you. <laughs> I went into a lengthy response, apologizing for my wording and explaining how the spread of misinformation is dangerous, and we should all be mindful of the sources and information we share. I also mentioned how there is a difference between disregarding fact and scientific proof and having an opinion, and I said we should discuss the topic she shared if that is what she believes. She can be reasoned with to an extent, but does, some, but does believe some out there stuff. It's just never been this bad. Anyway, she then responded, it's not that deep to me, but I get what you're saying. No, I don't want to discuss anything. I was livid, but responded, okay. I haven't responded to any texts, DMs, or snaps from her since. Or snaps. Or snaps. Wow. Damn, not even snaps. <laughs> <laughs> what about TikTok? I don't plan on speaking to her for a while. I've been unfollowing and muting people on everything since the start of this pandemic, so this isn't new for me. Wow. Is this an overreaction because she is my sister? Should I try to talk to her about her opinions again or simply let her know we're <laughs> not on speaking terms because of this? How would you handle the situation? Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much. I got one wow. big thought that I gathered from this, uh -huh. and it's worrying me. Yes. Baby girl, <laughs> is your sister voting for Trump? <laughs> well. Because this is some very Trump-like behavior. Yes. You know, the jokes about the coronavirus vaccine. Like, is your sister out here protesting masks? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm concerned. I would say... And this is maybe because I'm a little passive when it comes to family, just because I don't like family drama. Mm -hmm. I have an uncle who is a full-on hotep and sends me <laughs> the messages from the onk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, baby girl, don't drink that milk. That's why you got your period. You know what I mean? Like that kind of hotep. I can't stop him. Right. I just I just be like, oh, there you go again, child. And I just I just let it rock. Right. I, I get it. It's embarrassing. Like your sister is embarrassing you and your homegirls. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you talking sense to her is going to stop this behavior. She's just going to be embarrassing for a little bit. Maybe it's a phase. Hopefully. 
<sighs> I don't think you can change. Like, she doesn't sound that open. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, especially to me, you know, my red flag is it's not that deep. Because when somebody, because like that kind of like it's not that deep. It's almost like it's on the same spectrum as like relax. When you tell someone to relax about something, you are making them feel crazy for caring. You know, it's yeah. And so it's very like it's not that deep. And it's like okay, well, you and I then can't even exist on the same plane, right? Because we don't operate under the same premise that this even matters. Because if you say it's not that deep, you don't think it matters to me. It does matter. Well, we're at an impasse. You yeah. can't. You can't engage with it, that person. I think it is so funny, though, like, to mute and block your own family. <laughs> I uh, think it's so funny to I me. I say do it. I mean, in 2020. You got to mute. Yeah. I say, look, if people I are, love muting. I don't block, but I mute. No, 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 no. You got to mute. You oh, got to mute. You can't block because yeah. then they know it. Yeah. yeah. Mute. They're just, like, typing at you. They're like, why aren't you responding? And I you know. never see it. It's beautiful. And you just live in this, like, very... Uh, gated community, gated online community. Yes, of your yes, own making. It's yes. wonderful. It, it, I, I don't want these people in my life, and I find them damaging to all of our lives in general. Right. But then at the same time, if you ever hope to bring them back, if it is an actual phase, like you're saying, Lacey, you got to kind of keep the door open so they can come mm -hmm. to you. You know what I mean? Like that's the tricky th part. On one hand, it's like you crazy. I need a break. On the other hand, it is. I want you to come back to me if you ever come to your senses. So you can't fully cut anybody out. That's why you let Hope Tepid Uncle in. Right. <laughs> you have to, I think you have to compartmentalize when it comes to your family. Obviously, they're not the people that you get to choose. Because mm -hmm. um, I would say if this was like your home girl, like, I mean, if you love her, then you're just going to have to ignore this subsect of her life. But I think with your sister, it's kind of like, Maybe y'all don't talk about her opinions about things, but you can talk about family. You can talk about how the, you know, I mean, y'all in y'all mid 20s. So what, uh, how broke y'all are? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, y'all can talk about life and men and how they trash or women, whatever. <laughs> um, people, if they're non-binary, pe non-binary people can be trashed too. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I think you just have to kind of compartmentalize that. But enjoy your sister, and if y'all have a good relationship, I wouldn't throw it in the trash because she's obviously a conspiracy theorist. But <laughs> I say that do also it. Makes me think, who's following her sister? Because <laughs> are they like, yes, yeah, sis, we never gonna do that coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> like, what are they saying? They like this? Uh, they <laughs> must. She must be. Well, that's the question because we don't know how far apart they live from each other, right? Mm -hmm. I assume they're right. not in the same, you know place <sighs> so then it's like she has this whole another world do you have siblings i do are you guys close um my youngest sister and i are pretty close she's 17 oh. and then i have another sister who's 23 mm -hmm. and i have a brother who's 25 so you're the oldest of everyone yes wow wow yeah you are the example that they need to all live by I really am. And, you know, <laughs> my family throws that in everyone's face all the time. I know I'm my mom's favorite child. And I, I know my sister is my dad's favorite child. So it's fair. Yes, yes, fair. <laughs> and do you send your siblings snaps of uh, Dr. Yakub? What's the. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> Yakub. Isn't that the, uh, the mad um, scientist? Dr. Umar? Created <laughs> Probably, yeah. Whoever's no, the, the mad scientist that created white people, isn't that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there God. was a mad scientist who created. I mean, I believe that. You know, I'm not a hotep, but I believe it. I believe it. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. <laughs> white people were created by a mad scientist. Yeah, not, not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
It's it's we have we do have very empathetic listeners though. I know who will say yes. You should, and this is probably look honestly. You probably should do is try to uh, keep a, a a welcoming hearth. For your yes. sister. Yes, an open channel. Yes. Because yeah. because you do wanna but like I, I think I saw something online where it's like like Q people, like QAnon people, mm-hmm. and I, I assume that this person's sister, Sarah, I think her name, Sarah's sister is on the kind of like spectrum of like QAnon and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. That they've never seen like they like I think this was a deep programmer I read a, an interview with and they uh like for cults, they're like I've been able to deprogram people from cults. QAnon people are like on another level. Oh wow, another level. Another level. Another dimension. Another. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's honestly because I don't know if they believe that shit. I think that really? like you, it's you can get someone who genuinely believes something to see something else if they're looking for knowledge. But if you're just using that shit to troll people and 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 take over some moral high ground, then you can't stop those people because their motivations aren't for the knowledge that they're seeking through QAnon. Their motivation is to either take a moral high ground or abuse people or find a reason to say that Black lives don't matter or mm. you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. not. You can't fix that because right. they're using it as a weapon. It's not right. information. Right, 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 right. It's not an actual like way of living or believing. It's like how can I piss people off? Yeah, like I um, because you know all the PizzaGate and all that stuff, the Wayfair boxes with the kids in them. That's all an attack on leftist Hollywood and how mm-hmm. leftist Hollywood is, you know, full of pedophiles. And look, are there pedophiles out here? Yes. Okay. Too many. Too many being protected. Absolutely. But let's not act like in the Midwest we don't right. all got that one uncle that you only your kids with. Okay. Exactly. It, the, the pedos are everywhere. My mom used to be like, "Don't you sit on his lap?" And now, and, and you know, yes. that's life. Yes, <laughs> they're everywhere. That's true. I don't want them to be nowhere, but they are everywhere. Thank you. Right, mm. right. Q I not agree. so anonymous. Q not so anonymous. <laughs> no. So, what if you walked into an Al-Anon meeting thinking it was QAnon, <laughs> and then you came in there and you would learn, you would get some like real it, structure. You it, it might actually help you. Yeah. He was like, I came here looking for PizzaGate, and instead I found a higher power. <laughs> yeah. That could be good. I talked about an Al-Anon meeting scam. It's very short, but it was just Ooh, that apparently me. in Al-Anon, um, if you are moving and you like are going to meetings and you're like, hey, y'all, I got to move and I really need help, they'll help you move. <laughs> <laughs> so so they had people who would come to the meetings. Sole purpose was to get everybody <laughs> to help them move, and then they would never come back to the meetings again. <laughs> Oh my God, that's funny. very niche scam. <laughs> I mean, that is pro- that is any twelve step, I imagine, right? If because the whole thing is like it's about being of service, so you could really get anybody if they're in the mood. You know what I mean? If oh, you're like, no. well, I do need someone to drive my child to their recital and <laughs> pick him up after. <laughs> Would anyone like to be of service? That's you just go in there asking for small chores. <laughs> yes. My higher power won't. Uh, Sweet my stoop. Right. You need some sweet my stoop. You got there. You got there, babe. I could think of all I was like, broom my stoop. <laughs> broom. broom. That's the broom verb. My stoop. Broom my stoop. That sounds oh. like a British insult. You know how their insults are always lame? Like slag. <laughs> slag don't sound if you call me that, I'd be like, is that a compliment? Like, get out of here. Slag. Okay. <laughs> broom my stoop sounds like how they say fuck you. <laughs> broom my stoop. <laughs> oh, I broom my stoop in it. 
Okay, we are off the rails. This I have is a fun I, one. Yeah, my brain is destroyed. My bra- it's most. I'll tell you where my brain got destroyed. It was this last question. Yeah, we're really like. Because opening the door to like the uh, conspiracy, like the way conspiracy theories have like got a uh, a claw hold in our culture, uh, just like crushes my brain. Well, it's also hard because I think we're all uh, pretty weary, right, and tired mm-hmm. of. It's it's really hard to have to constantly accept people who like don't believe, like who don't believe what. I feel to be basic ideas such as all people are equal, black lives do matter, science is real, medicine helps, everyone needs money to live. You know what I mean? Like it's like <laughs> and like when you don't have people who believe who like they want to argue on the most basic shit, it's so hard to be like keep your heart open for them. I don't want to fucking talk to you, but that's like technically the right answer, right? Keep your heart open. Yeah. But really what I want to say is who needs a sister? Yeah. I'm an only child and I'm doing fine. Close your heart's door in their face. Exactly. I'm like, oh, you don't need nobody. It's fine. Yeah. I got animals. Close your heart's door. <laughs> I want you to know you had me start the show with open your heart. That's true. That's true. Now we're ending on close your heart's door. We got there. The- yeah. We got there. Tell your sister to broom your stoop. That's it. <laughs> Lacey, thank you so much for being on the podcast and talking to us today. This was fantastic. You guys brightened my day. You brightened my day. I feel like we really did pepper you with questions, and we're going to do it again. I feel like I want a two-parter because there's so many things to unpack. I'm obsessed. This was mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. You're the best you in the game, so Lacey. Oh, I feel like crazy. I got therapized by you guys. Like, Ooh, that's good. That's good. I don't charge a copay. This is what I want to be, a cam girl, <laughs> but just for talking. <laughs> so this is what this is, basically, is me camming. That's Man, a you know? new frontier. What if you did like OnlyFans and it was just like people asking you questions? That's what I yeah. want. I was just about to say that. That's Naomi's what I want. That's what I want. But what do we call them? We said lonely fans. Yes. And then we just talk. <laughs> <laughs> lonely fans. We'll just talk for twenty minutes. Fifty dollars for twenty minutes. Whatever you want to know. I Whatever love you want to do. Show them your feet. Yes. I ain't showing them my feet. You know I'll be doing my toes. <laughs> you ain't going to do the Dodger Cat. Show me little feet. Show me little feet, Naomi. I bet you got cute feet. <laughs> I don't, girl. I Why keep... did I turn into a creep? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we started with Helen Mirren's big old body. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were, start, you were like, am I really going to say this phrase? Nope. And then I said, big old body. And I pulled it back. And now we're talking about feet. And it's just like. That's it. That's it, man. We really, we went, we went full fucking circle. That's beautiful. beautiful. Uh, And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.